Welcome to Soccer 101, the show in which we delve deeper into basic aspects of soccer that seem straightforward, but oftentimes have a lot going on under the surface. We've looked at historic rivalries, what the numbers on the back of the shirt signify, why certain managers are so revered. On today's episode, it's another straightforward concept that will probably keep us talking for at least 20 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, you never know. It's season tickets. What are they? How long have they been around? What are the benefits? What are the potential drawbacks? And what is their future in the changing landscape of soccer fandom? My name is Taylor Rockwell. Here with me to break down all of that and more is a season ticket holder himself. He has standing front row reservations at every performance of Peppa Pig on Ice. It's Graham Daddy Pig Ruthven. Graham, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you hate that introduction? Oh, that was a straight 11 out of 10 right there. (laughs) Damn Daddy Pig, again. I'm never going to shake this. You will not. These are meant to be evergreen episodes, uh, so I hope people... I hope that just uh, persists throughout time, that Graham's... (laughs) like. Anger towards Daddy Pig endures, and a year from now, we're not getting weird episodes in which Graham has now yeah. switched his allegiance. The only way that I am buying a season ticket for Peppa Pig on Ice is if I can bring a big bucket of tomatoes with me, rotten tomatoes <laughs> with me as well. Just throw uh, them at Daddy Pig. That would that would be brutal, but also, from what I understand of, of Scottish fandom, maybe appropriate at times. You never know. <laughs> Have you ever done that with Sterling Albion, where I know that you are a season ticket holder? I have never thrown anything on the pitch besides my scarf once in celebration. Ooh. I remember a number of years, like a, quite a long time ago, actually, when I was like a teenager, Sterling scored a really big goal in the playoffs. And it seems to be like a sort of Scottish football thing, a British football thing to like throw your scarf on the pitch. Um, and then the steward just basically comes over and sheepishly hands it back to you and you oh. sheepishly accept it um so i got the scarf back but yeah you throw it on the pitch what so happens if everybody once. throws them on the pitch is it just like a, a collected handout is it like a teacher or a parent at the end of a lesson just handing out all these different scarves to people how do they know who who's, who's goes to who <laughs> yeah it's like lost property box at yeah. the end of the match <laughs> just come and claim your scarf people Graham, I, I have to say I'm very proud that you are a, a friend who has only thrown a scarf on the pitch and nothing else. That's why we're pals. Don't throw things <laughs> on the pitch, people. Don't throw things on the pitch. Uh, but maybe the passion runs high when you're a season ticket holder, as Graham is, as I am. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder for the Richmond Kickers. That is a new development. I'm a new season ticket holder. There are some benefits. There are a few minor drawbacks, mostly benefits so far. But for Graham, uh, for people who are unfamiliar, what is a season ticket? That's pretty straightforward. And is it just a soccer thing? Yeah, so a season ticket is obviously something um, that allows you to watch a, a, a team throughout the season. So obviously, let's start right at the right at the, with the basics. A ticket yeah. is obviously something that, as a fan, gives you access to watch a match. And then a season ticket, as the name suggests, is a ticket for the whole season. It tends to be, or in my experience, I've only um, experienced season tickets that are for home fixtures mm-hmm. although some of the bigger clubs will offer away packages which are a sort of season ticket for away games i mean we don't have them for sterling albion but if i was a uh, i don't know a manchester United fan or a celtic fan or whatever you would be able to buy an away package which as i say is is in effect an away season ticket and um, with away packages you will be issued separate tickets because the tickets are issued by the away club so if you taylor if you went to as a manchester United fan went to tottenham away you would get a ticket from tottenham hotspur and so that's why one of the reasons why you can't buy a season ticket for away games it's only for home games obviously for home matches you just get issued a single ticket ticket and that can that lasts the whole season um you might also hear people call a season ticket a season book 
at least in Scotland, that is a very common term, my season book. Um, I will often say that myself, actually. And that comes from when it literally would be a book yeah. that you would be sent by the club at the start of the season. And you would tear out coupons, essentially, or vouchers for, for certain matches. So you would have, you know, 19 league coupons for 19 home matches. Um, you would get a number of cup matches as well in your season book. That is actually something as as we kind of transition to sort of credit card style season tickets. And for the first time, Sterling Albion entering the 21st century this season, I have a QR code for this season. That is my new season ticket. Um, and as we've kind of transitioned into the modern age, I I certainly don't get cup games as part of my season ticket. I was looking at some of the bigger clubs as well. I don't believe many clubs include cup games on their season tickets anymore. But back when it was a season book, you used to get like two or three cup games included on your season book. And so you would have to be selective with when you used those those hmm. cup coupons. Um, because obviously if your team made a run, the whole run wouldn't be included. But then the gamble was if your team gets knocked out early and you've only used two of your three coupons or whatever, then, you know, you're leaving money on the table. So it was a bit of a gamble there, a bit of strategy there with the old season books. But as I say, in the modern age, uh, it tends to be a sort of a, a, yeah. a credit card style thing or a QR code. Um, in terms of if it's just for club soccer, just to address the second part of your question, Taylor, ordinarily a season ticket is for a club team. So I have my Sterling Albion season ticket, as you mentioned, but I do also have a Scotland season ticket. Um, so I have the same seat for every Scotland home match this year um, that is something I should mention actually Norm normally with a season ticket you pick a seat and that's your seat for as long as you have that ticket so even if you're going on your own as I do for the Scotland games uh, you get to know the people around you because it's always the same folk and this is why there's unrest when fans are forced to move their season ticket seats. I remember Manchester United did this to very on brand for Manchester United this, but they yep. moved the whole of the season ticket holders for new hospitality seating and they had to move season tickets that had been passed down through families for decades. Families had sat in the same seats for since, you know, the fifties or sixties or whatever. And um, when they changed the kind of the, the confederate configuration, excuse me, of the stadium, they had to move some season tickets. So, yep. yeah, that can be quite a, a prickly topic for clubs to to um, challenge to take on as moving season ticket holders because people don't like that. Uh, maybe I'm I'm jumping way too in because that was a lot of very good information, Graham, including how you all say coupon. That was a new one for me to coupon. learn, and I'm now fascinated by coupons. <laughs> uh, but the Manchester United one is a great example of how things, I think, have changed and are continuing to change. Because as I understand it, uh, going back to the ticket book, which I feel like I saw in Seinfeld. I forget why I first saw somebody having a giant ledger of all of their tickets for the season and that being this sign that you were a season ticket holder. I've, whenever I saw that as a youth, I thought, I want that. Someday I want to have the ticket book. Instead, now we just have the little QR code, as you mentioned. Uh, but, but a big part of the, I think, initial pitch of season tickets was, number one, they are theoretically cheaper. You're getting them uh, in bulk. So if you had purchased each individual game as opposed to the season ticket, you're going to end up spending more money. But then there was mm -hmm. also this idea of tradition. As you said, you could pass them down. I think that's still the case uh, with a lot of NFL franchises, the Green Bay Packers, a prime example of that, where they really are like hereditary at this point. Um, you're born with them in your hand. That's how it works in Green Bay. You get a little cheese head and two tickets. Um, 
But it was also meant to be that tradition of you're sitting with the same people week in and week out. You're around them. You grow up with them. Uh, in the U.S., you tailgate with them. You just kind of build this sense of community, and that keeps you coming back. It keeps you invested in the club because other people are, and you're invested in that community. And to your point at being on brand for Manchester United, it's a very tone-deaf move to be like, ah, we don't need that. It's fine. You guys, we're moving you to better seats in a different area. Sure, you're not around each other, but won't that be nice? And you get 10% off your Coke purchases or whatever it may be. It sort of immediately conveys that there's not an understanding of that history. There's just an understanding of we can make more money if we do these different things. And I think for the longest time, that's what season tickets were becoming was a way for clubs to sort of make money and a little bit hold power in my mind that you could sort of know that you were going to get this guaranteed buy-in from a fan base. And so with that came an exclusivity and there was a, a, a willingness to maybe control that a bit more. And I think secondary markets have changed that to some extent. But I do think a huge appeal to the season ticket was that sense of community and that sense of tradition. And I do feel like we are kind of moving away from that. Yeah, it's interesting that you you talk about the benefit from the club side of things, Taylor, because I think that is a very interesting discussion because there's there's almost certainly with big clubs like Manchester United or Liverpool or whoever there there is almost a political tension between season ticket holders and the clubs interesting and um, so I I often think that season ticket holders are a political force that a lot of clubs wish didn't exist in the modern age and we'll come on to this a little bit later on but I do kind of wonder if Manchester United breaking up um, season ticket holders that sat in the same area for a long time is actually appealing from their point of view, maybe I'm being cynical here, to kind of weaken the political force of the season ticket holders as a block. Um, and I find that really, really interesting in the in the age of the European Super League when clubs, certainly Premier League clubs, seem to be at odds with their own fans. In terms of some other benefits for um, fans, you mentioned the the cost, so that's absolutely right. I went through some Premier League season ticket costs. So the price of a Liverpool season ticket in the main stand for this season is eight hundred and eighty six pounds. A standard match ticket in the in that in that same stand, the main stand, costs fifty nine pounds. So that would be over one thousand pounds for nineteen home Premier League matches. So you get a discount there. It's cheaper for you to put um, to put your money down at the start of the season. For another benefit, for some of the bigger clubs that sell out almost every match, a season ticket is also essentially a towel on a sun, sun lounger by the pool. <laughs> it, it ensures you a seat for any match you want. Yep. Otherwise, it would be difficult to get hold of tickets on a match-by-match basis. Not an issue for me as a Sterling Albion fan, I have to say, but if I was a Celtic fan, for instance, this would be uh, a, a bit of a consideration. And then a less tangible reason a fan might want to buy a season ticket is to, and this kind of is linked to your point about tradition, Taylor, but it's to make a symbolic show of support to the club. That is largely why I buy my season ticket. There is not, I mean, there's a few games at this uh, every season. We have a few derbies this season that will be pretty close to sold out. But for most games, I don't need to put my towel on the sun lounger. I could turn up and just buy my ticket ordinarily my, uh, by match by match. But I want to show my support to, to the club. And um, a couple seasons back, so I'm, I'm pretty fortunate now that mm-hmm. I have times to go on a Saturday to go to games. But a couple seasons back, I would work on Saturdays. And I wouldn't get to many games. But I still had my season ticket because I wanted to pledge that support to, to my community club and one of the benefits for the club and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this later on is certainly at a lower level clubs set their budget for the year 
based on the number of season tickets that they yep. sell at the start of the year. That's one of the benefits for the club is they get that money in early, they have that certainty. And so as a fan, I am contributing to that budget. The idea being the more season tickets they sell, the more money they'll have to spend on players. So that's part of why I do it. I would be really interested to hear from people who are season ticket holders or have been season ticket holders to larger organizations, soccer or otherwise. Like if you're a Chiefs season ticket holder, I'm going to assume the experience is very different because Graham, I'm in the same boat as you. Richmond kickers are in the third division here in the States. And I, I, I it's not like, I think even the season tickets we have don't guarantee you a specific seat. Uh, they guarantee you like general admission access. And then you can kind of sit wherever you want to, except for the fancy seats, those cost extra. Uh, so you're not even getting that. It really is basically, I think, uh, a sign of franchise that you are you are part of the or supporting the organization you're part of the community you're going to the games and you're basically guaranteeing them revenue up front would you agree that it is probably a different experience if you are if you're a season ticket holder for the Yankees or I'm trying to think of other like huge organizations yeah. or any NFL team or Manchester United yeah, I think it is a different dynamic because for Liverpool, for example, I looked into the numbers here, they issue a set number of season tickets every single season. So I think it's 27,000 that Liverpool sell, which is half of the capacity of Anfield. And their waiting list is actually closed right now and has been closed for the last five years. That's one thing we should say is at the bigger clubs, there are long, long waiting lists to get hold of season tickets. I remember Manchester United and the Ferguson days had like a five or six year waiting list um i think that has now dwindled to like a single year which says something about the way mm -hmm. that club is being run but liverpool have been successful recently they've actually closed their waiting list so if you as a liverpool fan wanted a season ticket right now you couldn't even join the waiting list for a season ticket that's how popular they are so for a club like liverpool they know they're going to get 27,000 sales every single season. So there's not that element of their budget being set by how many they sell. So yes, I do think the, dyna the dynamic is a little bit different. So if you are a club that is going to sell out every time, it becomes about scarcity and it becomes about guaranteeing your spot. If you are not, it becomes about guaranteeing the revenue, like we talked about. And looking at the history of season tickets for a moment, to the question of, is it a club soccer thing? Obviously, it is not. It exists in, at least in North America, in, in every single sport. Uh, as you mentioned, international soccer as well for you in Scotland. But going back, uh, it's the, according to the Wikipedia page, I did a little more reading in detail after the Wikipedia page, but uh, it's first used in the U.S. in the 1820s for theater tickets, again, with the idea that if you are a theater you can sell individual tickets. You will sell individual tickets to certain performances, but maybe there's one that's lesser known. Maybe there's one that doesn't have as big of actors. And so you aren't guaranteeing that uh, gate revenue for every single performance. Whereas if you sell a, a full season, then people are going to go to every single performance because they're sort of pot committed. Uh, in England, it starts being used in 1836 for boat travel, it moves to in 1862 to rail transport. Again, with the same idea that you're trying to create a permanence in these things, in these structures. If you want to incentivize people to travel via boat, uh, then you're going to make it more cost effective and also get them to sign up for a number of different packages, a number of different trips, so that then you basically are going to keep doing it, keep coming back. The same goes for rail transport. Once you've bought that pass, you're going to use it more often. 
So you're going to have more buy-in to the infrastructure, to the to the uh, operating entity. Uh, and with sports, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, and I think that is a positive in that it means that you're guaranteeing people are more likely to get people going to games that they might otherwise skip because if you have Inter Miami's Messi coming to town, those tickets are going to be selling out and they're going to be available for a lot of money. If you have a maybe less heralded team coming to town who don't have the star talent behind them, maybe you're not going to get as many tickets sold, but with the season tickets, at the very least, you know that income is already there. The example I always point to was uh, the Washington football team before they were the commanders. Uh, They routinely, I think they had like the longest sellout record, but when they were absolutely abysmal, they sold out because they had season tickets sold, but you would get the kind of sweeping shots of the stadium that was maybe half full, oftentimes like a quarter full, and then an announced sellout would be featured, which was a hilarious sort of juxtaposition. So you you do get that guarantee of income with the season tickets, which can be good if the team is competitive. It can be frustrating if the team is not, but the money mm-hmm. is there, so the owner doesn't care. I'm glad you mentioned, Taylor, the kind of origins in transport and non-sports things, because when I when I broke down that term, season ticket, which is something I always associate with football and sport, mm-hmm. I I also I also have a season ticket for like the cinema, Peppa so, Pig, yeah, we know, and for Peppa Pig on Ice, uh-huh. of course, yeah. But I have a, a cinema season ticket. I have like in the UK, you pay your license fee to watch the TV like to watch terrestrial like BBC that's how the BBC is funded so essentially every year I have a season ticket for my TV um what? I'm fascinated at what is your cinema season ticket so you pay like a full year and it's just unlimited so I go at the cinema quite often I go in the middle of the day uh, on my own <laughs> when no is one's it, there <laughs> is it like the uh is it like the what was it, like the movie pass thing that was like $1 gets you access to no, every movie no. and somehow they were bankrupt in a week? No, it's like £100 for the year, <laughs> okay, but I get right. my value out of it. So no, I do remember that. Yeah, movie pass was, that didn't, was? Seem like, right. didn't seem like a viable uh, like a viable business model that they had. But yeah, I've got a Cineworld season pass essentially, and I used it to watch um, Asteroid City last week, which was all right. It was okay. Oh, good. I'm glad. I didn't even know it was a movie. And then it's the one that like looks like it's Wes Anderson, but isn't. No, no, or it is, is, Wes no, it is a Wes okay, Anderson, cool. yeah. Cool. It's just a very well shot Wes Anderson thing, is mm. I think the buzz that I saw. Let's not talk about Wes Anderson movies. Let's <laughs> talk about season tickets again. Uh, either for Sterling Albion or, or maybe for Scotland or elsewhere, Graham. The other thing I, I've heard are that there can be special perks. You get access to maybe like one-off games if there's a friendly. You might yeah. get to buy tickets earlier. You might get access to merchandise or meetups and stuff like that. Have you experienced any sort of perks with your season tickets? So I think I get a whole bunch of perks with my Scotland season ticket, and I've not explored what any of them are. Um, I, I think my Scotland season ticket even gets me discounts for like local restaurants and stuff like that as as, as well. I I certainly get twenty percent. I have used the twenty percent off of the merchandise um, voucher as part of my Scotland season ticket. I also think I get into under twenty ones games for free with my Scotland season ticket. Now, you could argue, is that really for free, or are they just factoring that into the price that they've sold you the season ticket for? But I don't have to um, part with any additional money to get into the the mm. youth games. So yes, there are some perks. Those tend to be things that are. So if, if it's a club higher up the ladder or a national team or something like that, I don't think I get anything like that with Sterling Albion um, lower down the ladder. But yes, that can be part of your season ticket. And from what you've read, is there a specific percentage that clubs tend to aim for when it comes to season tickets sold? Or does it vary based on the club, based on the league? 
Yeah, so it really does vary on the club, the league, the country. So I, I mentioned Liverpool, they sold 27,000 season tickets last season. That is a set allocated amount, that's half the half their stadium. But Borussia Dortmund sell 55,000 a season. Barcelona have 83,000 wow. season ticket holders, although their model is a little bit different because it's wrapped up in the whole socio structure that they have. But nonetheless, they have more socios than they have season tickets. So it's not like they're giving season tickets to every socio. I think it's just maybe you have like first access or something if you're a socio and they've got 83,000 of them. So that is a large number. In MLS, Atlanta United appear to have the most season ticket holders that I could find anyway. They've got 35,000, which is very impressive. They have a waiting list as well. So that implies that 35,000 is a a set number from the franchise, from the club. They could sell more. Um, smaller clubs though they have you know they might have numbers in the low thousands or even hundreds um, Sterling Albion I think we'll probably sell about 600 this year which is obviously when you compare to Barcelona or Atlanta United not a huge huge number but that's uh, just the way it is with the ladder in football all right so that would be allotment what did you find in terms of pricing Graham maybe not each individual season ticket price for every club in the world I don't think we have the time for that one. I know you've got tennis to watch. Uh, But maybe from a general perspective, I said earlier, uh, they are often uh, cheaper as a package. Does your uh, research back that up? Yes, absolutely. Um, It really does depend on the club, though. So I went and looked at the Premier League. First of all, Tottenham have the highest average season ticket price at just over £2,000 for a season ticket, which is pretty steep. They're at, they're the only club to break that £2,000 mark. They've got to pay for that uh, that cheese room and that, that long bar and that shiny spaceship of a stadium somehow, I guess. And that's how they're doing it. They've cranked up their season ticket prices. Arsenal are pretty close to Tottenham as well. They're at 1800 That's the top two. Fulham are third. Um, I don't know if that speaks to the kind of wealthier area of London that, that Fulham are in, that their home stadium is, is in, Craven Cottage. I've also read that they've cranked up the price since they've built that new fancy new main stand at Craven Cottage as well. So they are third at 1,050, which is quite a gap between Fulham and Arsenal, um, second and third there. Brentford are the cheapest, so they're at £550, which for a Premier League club, in a new stadium as well, and a good team. Like, are yeah. they in European football this season? I can't quite remember if they did qualify, but they're in that discussion anyway in the top half of the table. £550 is pretty good for a Premier League team. Um, my season ticket this year was £245, which is actually quite a serious bump from last season. We were 180 last season. Wait, what, but, what did it jump to, sorry? So we're now at 245 That's what I paid for my Ooh, renewal all right. from 180 But we are in a higher league, um, so that... It, that kind of was expected. Um, the league we came from into the league we've gone into now is quite a, in Scottish football terms, is quite a big step up. So I expected a, a bump. The average cost from an MLS season ticket is around eight hundred dollars, um, which, when you look around the football world, is pretty high. Really, that that is you know not far off Premier League prices for a season ticket. Obviously, Tottenham and Arsenal are way up there at the top, but taking the average an MLS season ticket and a Premier League season ticket is is quite similar. In the Bundesliga, though. And I'm sure listeners already are familiar it's, with it's like eight dollars. Yeah, ticket prices in the Bundesliga are wild. The average is two hundred euros for a season ticket in the Bundesliga, and at Dortmund, the most wow. expensive season ticket is two hundred and forty euros. So that's the team that could have been champions of the Bundesliga. The most expensive season ticket you can buy there is two hundred and forty euros. They just yeah, they just do things differently in Germany. I know that there is they do, and I know that there is a big. Uh, 
supporters culture when it comes to traveling, traveling fans, you oftentimes get the, the fans that go to away fixtures being the most vocal, the most sort of passionate, I think. But I've also been on two different flights now with uh, sets of Borussia Dortmund fans going to different, just randomly, they, they had like a European fixture in the city where I was going. And they're always drunk. They're always drinking heavily, <laughs> but there's always a ton of them. And it, and it does make me wonder if, if you lower that season ticket price, if it is a more reasonable amount, does it allow for more away days? Does it allow for more sort of international travel for you to follow the club that much more? I think that is one of the many benefits to cheaper season tickets is keeping people invested in the club and making them feel like I can now financially afford to go on a trip, but also yeah. this is a this is an organization that values my money, so why not make the trip and support them? I think it all kind of works together. Yeah, so there aren't actually many countries in Europe that have an away supporting mm-hmm. culture, so that doesn't exist in, in Spain. If anyone has watched a, a classical match, there will yeah. be a handful of away fans in the stadium for those games, and it's, it's similar for the majority <laughs> of matches in Spain. Dude, there isn't that culture. I went to... Uh, when we were still living there in Turkey, I went to a Besiktas Atletico Madrid uh, Europa League game, and there were like maybe five Atleti fans in the yeah. away section. It was completely empty. It's just not a thing they do, and and it's similar in Italy. Um, so there are some exceptions, of course, the Milan derby. The two teams play in the same stadium, so you will. That's not yeah. really an away day. Uh, same with the the Rome derby as well. But there's not really that culture in Italy. I don't think there's that culture in France even, which is bizarre because culturally you would think you know England, Germany, mm-hmm. France are relatively on the on the same page there. But yeah, England and Germany are the two countries in in Europe that have that away culture and. England are in a situation where their ticket prices are the most expensive in Europe, but they still get that away supporting culture. They still sell out the stadium. So from a completely capitalist corporate view, there's not really a need for them to lower ticket prices. People are still willing to, to pay that money. I do still think that might have something to do with like the longest away day in the Premier League being like the drive from Richmond to Charlotte, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that might have something to do with why I you remember, get so many away supporters. Uh, I wish I could remember who it was. There was a Premier League manager that complained about a long yeah. journey time last it, season. I feel was like it, it might have been Klopp. Maybe. Yeah, it might have been Klopp. Was it maybe for some of the Wembley games, like some of the Northern teams coming to Wembley for... FA Cup semi-finals or finals or something like that. Anyway, rubbish story. There was a manager that complained about travel time and then MLS fans just quote tweeting going, uh-huh, yeah, sure, about that, okay. <laughs> oh, you poor lambs. Uh, I, I think I have a rough idea of how it works in Major League Soccer. Graham, how does resale work in the UK oh and in Europe? Like, it, Are you able, if you're a season ticket uh, holder, are you able to to resell those tickets are you able to gift them if you're not going to be at a game can you give them to somebody else or is it a more elaborate process than that that is a very difficult question to answer this is a real hot button topic particularly in the uk right now because there is pressure so my impression is that in the u.s your your teams and leagues are more open to resale there in fact a lot of the times leagues tend to be partnered with like a resale company right that's the thing that has happened and in the uk this is a really gray area where technically resale in the uk is illegal but some clubs partner with like via gogo and stuff like that and i'm not sure what loophole they're using to get around that but i think some clubs 
you are able to mark that you're not going to attend a match and then they will resale resell that ticket. I have to say I'm not entirely sure how how it works in terms of you getting do you get any reimbursement mm. for that? I, I have no idea. I think maybe you might get like loyalty points or something. That's a thing that a lot of big clubs will have is loyalty points, which then allow, gives you a better chance of getting away tickets because away tickets are actually quite difficult to get hold of um, if you're a fan of a Premier League club. But I'm afraid I can't really give a much better mm. answer than that because it varies club to club. Some clubs don't have that mechanism. I know, for example, a friend of mine is a Celtic fan and her ticket is a credit card. So she can basically just hand it to another person and they can walk in. They don't really check who's walking in. There's not a resale function for, for her to use. But I'm aware that clubs like Arsenal certainly have that resale function. Mm-hmm. I ask because, number one, I'm genuinely curious, but also because it does seem to be, at least in the States, an issue that is limiting season ticket sales. I think a lot of organizations, soccer and otherwise, are struggling with season ticket sales because with secondary markets, you don't really need them as much. You can get tickets to any game you want to, and they might end up being a little bit more expensive overall. But at the same time, you don't have to... Like, I remember when I was a kid, people pooling money, uh, hearing about people pooling money to buy two tickets for, like, a Wizards... Or there were the Bullets then. A Bullets, like, like season, and then you divide them up, and you get this game, I want this game, and you have to kind of divvy them out amongst yourselves, and there's, a, there's always competition when the big teams are coming to town. Who gets those seats? Now you can just go online and buy the two tickets to the game you want to go to. And it really makes it simpler for fans. Uh, But when you're a club, it sort of removes a huge part of the appeal of the season ticket is you're guaranteeing a seat uh, for that big game, for that spectacle appearance, for LeBron James coming to town or uh, for Lionel Messi coming to town. Uh, Now with the secondary markets, you can remove some of that demand, and I think thus you cut down on season ticket sales. So it seems to me like what uh, teams are doing over here or organizations are doing over here is moving away from like the season ticket concept and more of what you talked about with the cinema, a season pass idea. I think the Red Bulls, you could become a Red member. Uh, I was reading an article about this relating to how New York teams are handling this, that you're basically moving away from like you just get your seats you just get these games you get to go to every game congratulations and now it's more about uh you get like your own lines for uh for alcohol or for food you get cheaper uh prices on those items you get access to special events you maybe get 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 to go to an open training i think the red bulls allowed you to sit in on one press conference a year like you can it basically gives you all of these incentives to keep you coming to keep you coming back and also make you feel like there's a lot more value there and i think teams are having Sometimes I think it's it's a little bit of schlock thrown in, but oftentimes I think it's it's very appealing things to get people coming back, to get people willing to invest that extra amount of money. And I think that's probably why MLS yeah. does have maybe more expensive tickets than you might expect. Going to a Sporting KC game uh, uh, this season, we weren't supporters, but we got three tickets in the supporters section, which you have your own entrance and exit. Uh, If you don't have tickets there, you can't go into that one. And that has this big food hall. You've got all these different uh, stands for booze. You've got all these different stands for food. Uh, You have your own access to the stadium and the stands. And then that's the area where like Peter Vermees, when he was giving his state of the team, please don't fire me talk. He goes and stands at the top of those stairs and all of the supporters are down below listening. It just creates that, that sort of, I think, unique 
fan identity that used to exist with people sitting together for 30 years. Now it's more about all of the perks you get and then the feeling of exclusivity that that brings. So there there has been something similar in the Premier League as well. Um, we actually spoke about this um, between the two of us, Taylor, not so long ago when... Was it maybe someone had asked you how to get hold of tickets mm-hmm. for Premier League clubs or something yeah. like that? I never have a good answer for that. I'm always confused by yeah. it. Well, the reason for that is it, it varies club to club. Each club has a different uh, process. But one thing that does seem to be quite common across all the different clubs is to buy tickets through the club itself. So this obviously isn't to become a season ticket holder. You will have to become usually yep. a member of the club and you pay something like 40 to £50 pounds for a year membership. And then that gives you the access to pick the tickets that you want for for whatever games you want to go to i think at one time i was a member of everton newcastle and manchester united all at once uh, because there was a couple years when i was in college that i would go to quite a number of premier league games and those were the three grounds that i went to most commonly um so yeah i was i was a fan technically or at least in a in a corporate sense of three different premier league teams for a while um but yeah that is something that exists in the premier league to a certain extent i also was reading about tottenham with their new stadium experimenting with different tiers of season Mm, tickets which is it's quite uh, interesting. Course. So you have like the tier one season ticket, which is everything, the most expensive season ticket. But then there's a, a, a tier two season ticket, which leaves out games against, well, North London derbies and games against Chelsea and Manchester United. So you would get access to all the games against, you know, not to be disrespectful to these teams, but some of the smaller teams or some of the teams that Spurs don't have a rivalry with. So like Brentford or... Newcastle or whatever Newcastle certainly not a small club but a team that Spurs don't have a rivalry with and then there was like a a tier three season ticket as well which was like five games against the teams that will surely be battling relegation you get the idea depending on the demand and how much money you have to spend and how big of a fan you are or um, how engaged you are with the club the idea is that they offer something Mm -hmm. to your fan that tailored to your fandom and so I I wouldn't be surprised if we see more clubs going down that route is part of that the membership fee that you have to pay. Some of it, I'm sure, is just greed. Clubs yes. know they can make more money. <laughs> but I'm assuming also some of that is a deterrent, that if you are trying to detract away supporters from buying like excess tickets, uh, maybe they're not going to want to do that for an extra 50 pounds if they have to do that at every single ground. Perhaps, but I went to... It was a Manchester United Everton game at Old Trafford. My, I probably mentioned this before. My one of my closest pals um, is an Everton fan, so we went to that game. It was when Everton actually won at Manchester United. It was Roberto Martinez versus uh, it must have been David Moyes at that time, and when Everton scored the winner. The whole like about a fifth of the home fans at Old Trafford were secret Everton fans and just jumped up and I was like, oh, okay, so there's more than just the away support (laughs) inside this stadium. So I think either I think those fans must have just swallowed the fifty pound membership fee to get their tickets. Grant, final question or series of questions for you. Uh, we don't usually end on this note on Soccer 101, but like, where are you on season tickets? Do you think broadly a good idea? Would you encourage people to pursue them? I would say if you have a local club, it is yeah. definitely worth it because it ensures their permanence and it ensures they've got a little bit more money. Uh, I don't know about the bigger clubs. Again, I'm interested to hear from people who own tickets to larger clubs or other sports and, and see what their thoughts are. But for you, Graham, what, how say you? Yeah, I'm very positive on season tickets, at least for the level of club that I support. And I do hope that season tickets will always be part of soccer. As as I mentioned, I could see 
Certainly the bigger clubs starting starting to whittle away at, at the season ticket fan base because of that political power that they have, because frankly they can make more money by selling those games on a, on those tickets on a on a game to game basis. Um so I do kind of worry ten years from now, twenty years from now, that maybe the season ticket block doesn't exist to the same extent it does now. But I personally hope that it does because that block roots clubs to their communities. And I think that's important. And if we're talking about your club, Taylor, which is a global brand and you go to Old Trafford. The Richmond and Kickers, you mean? <laughs> yeah, the Richmond Kickers. They've got fans that come from all over the world to watch the Richmond they Kickers. Should. No, I was talking about the other one. Um, they are a global brand. They've got fans that come to watch from all over the world. And I think actually in, in uh, Manchester United get a lot of heat for that. I, I kind of like that about Manchester United, to be honest, feeling like there's fans around the world. But... They do have the the thing that roots them to Manchester to the northwest of England. I, in my opinion, are the season ticket holders are the people that are in the um, the Stretford end. Wow, had to think there what the equivalent of the cop was. I almost called it the cop. That would have been sacrilege. Um, yes. So <laughs> Taylor's giving me the finger <laughs> on camera. That just feels like revenge for the Daddy Pig introduction. If I'm being honest, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was totally deliberate. Yes. So I hope that the season ticket block exists because, as I say, it roots it roots clubs to their uh, to their community and the dynamic flips. I mean, I think at a lower level, they will always be in place because you could argue that they benefit the clubs more than the fans. And that dynamic flips higher up the ladder ladder you go. And that's where I can see greedy owners um, mm-hmm. trying to use that to their benefit. Yep. But yes, I hope that it stays a part of the soccer landscape. I think if it doesn't, it's obviously a pretty negative sign. It's also a thing that would make me way less inclined to support a club like Manchester United, the club that I've supported since I was a kid, because I've never been a season ticket holder. I've never been to Old Trafford. Uh, but I think the idea that I could and the idea that the people who do are the people who live in Manchester and support the team week in, week out, even when they've been, I would never say fully bad, <laughs> but not great or not as good as they've been. There's a loyalty there. There's a steadfastness there that I think hasn't been required of, of a fan like me. Uh, and I say all that to then say that, like, if the Super League were to have uh, come into existence, I feel like they get rid of season tickets right away. Or if they have them, they are, I don't know how much money it would be, yeah. but it would be an insane amount of money That's- that only the super wealthy could afford because you can get away with it at that point. Yeah. You know it's going to be a draw every single game. and. That's one of the many, many reasons why I feel like those types of moves are so nefarious. It's not just, we're playing the best teams in the world week in, week out. Isn't that exciting? It's, oh, and we're changing the identity of the club and the DNA and the structure of the supporters and everything else that goes with it. No big deal, though. That doesn't matter. It's part and parcel of moving season ticket holders. It's the same idea. It's not embracing the tradition and the identity. It's assuming that that is a thing that can transfer when I fully believe it is not. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I hadn't actually considered that before. The Super League totally would have been a Trojan horse for getting rid of season tickets because what would have happened if people remember the original proposal was for teams to play in their domestic leagues as well as the European Super League. And so they would have said, well, you know, you don't, your season ticket doesn't include Champions League games. So why would it include European Super League games? Then all of a sudden, 10 years down the line, those clubs are playing the Super League as their main competition, maybe even leaving the domestic leagues. And then the argument will be, well, we've never offered season tickets for European Super League games. And then all of a sudden, season tickets don't exist. There we go. So we don't need that. We don't want that in the world. What we do want are people letting us know what their experiences are as season ticket holders, maybe of bigger organizations. I would also love to know, this is a thing that I got very much sidetracked by in researching this. 
the most ridiculous things you have gotten for being a season ticket <laughs> holder because there are so many widely varying perks i've heard about clubs offering like daycare vouchers so that you can have your kids in like childcare so you like can go that, to games <laughs> like right there's there's smart little things that you can do i think to build to build out and just make them appeal all the more so i'd love to know if anybody's gotten yeah, anything there, particularly strange there's got to be i feel like mls clubs would be good with this there's got to be like local bars that you get like a free specialist drink yeah. On, on match day or something something like yeah. that so if exactly. listeners have any examples like that that they can tweet us or discord us or thread us is that what we call Ooh. that now um yeah please get in touch because i'd like to hear about those probably get it probably get a good on that thread uh, if you're listening to this for a year from now i will be fascinated to know if threads is still a thing <laughs> yeah. uh, and not a <laughs> post-apocalyptic 1980s uh british miniseries about nuclear war which i found oh, yesterday yeah. when i was first searching for threads and came across that uh, yeah. I did do some reading on that one, and it felt traumatic. Yeah, so Charlie Brooker, um, I, I honestly don't I almost said tweeted on threads, that's not the right term, posted on threads th- a, a, the picture of him in costume from that show, <laughs> and that felt very on brand for Charlie Brooker. That's in the weeds. Oh, and that seems like a fitting note to end on, a fitting spot to end on at the very least. Graham Ruffin, thank you for talking out season tickets with me, as always, on 101. We started very basic, we ended up all over the place, and that is yeah. one of my favorite things about these episodes. From one season ticket holder to another, thank you very much, Taylor Rockwell. Uh, listeners, thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends about Soccer 101. If you would, send us your thoughts on season tickets also, if you would, and listen to us next week again, if you would. <laughs>